0: You are listening to the Creative Minds Brilliant Life podcast. Here, we talk about the creative process, inspiration, innovation, and how we can all live a more beautiful and abundant life, whether you consider yourself an artist or not, because life itself is a creative experience. I'm your host, Nicole Garropy, coming to you from a small island in the middle of the Caribbean Sea called St. Croix. I'm a jewelry designer, art gallery owner, former ballerina, and thriving artist, and I believe in living a more beautiful, connected, and intentional life through the experience of creativity. So let's get into today's episode. So what does it mean to show up for your business? You might hear this quite a bit online because, you know, these days we have the incredible gift of technology, which allows us to really, with the right strategies, get ourselves in front of audiences that we couldn't necessarily put ourselves in front of just based on our location. So, ever since, you know, I joined Facebook back in, you know, sometime in the late 2000s, I guess, I've really been amazed by what social media is, what it does, and the huge potential, um, just everything that is possible. A lot of people these days have a really negative association with social media, and and that makes sense because there's a lot of people using social media in pretty crappy ways, (laughs) but it's like any other tool or resource. Some people are going to abuse it. Some people are going to have an unhealthy relationship with it. But I really do believe that it's a gift. But the thing about social media is we're really visible on there, right? And there are different ways to actually utilize social media platforms. We have to kind of figure out what we're comfortable with and what works for us. And when I say comfortable, I almost want to, you know, retract that right away. Because I think... As a creative business owner, we really do need to step out of our comfort zone sometimes. Um, And that's where the idea of showing up for our our businesses came to me um, in what I was thinking about today. Because I'm a performer, so showing up for me these days is not hard, but I didn't start here. I didn't start, you know, being able to do live videos on Facebook and Instagram and be completely comfortable with it. I definitely didn't start, you know, going live without a script and just trusting that what I want to say is going to come to me and I'm going to be able to articulate it really clearly. Showing up for our businesses is really important and it doesn't necessarily have to be doing a live video on social media. I think that's probably one of the things that a lot of creatives are most afraid of because it's one of the things that's really recommended these days, right? Really, really showing up, really showing ourselves, showing our faces on social media because it is a huge help. When you're selling something online, we don't have the the opportunity to really connect with a another human being in the way that we do if we were selling in person. So it takes a few more interactions to sell something on social or online for the most part and that's where showing up for our businesses really comes in and I think this is something that I'm really passionate about, not only because I was a performer, but because I've seen the impact that like video and social, social media marketing in general has had on my business. And I have so many customers and people who I have met on online who have never actually shopped with me on purse in person, but have become some of my best customers and, you know, repeat customers and come back to me over and over again. So one of one of the stories that this whole journey has reminded me of was going back to my my ballet years, my dancing years and it was uh it was an audition for a scholarship and I I mean we must be talking like 1995, 1996 something like that And I had the opportunity to audition for this scholarship. And somebody from my dance school had received the scholarship the prior year. And he had an amazing experience at this particular dance summer program. And I wanted nothing more than to go to it. Like, this was just what I was supposed to do. I think the summer before I had been studying at the Joffrey Ballet in New York City, and it just made sense that this was what was next for me. I go to the audition and I was definitely the best dancer in my school at the time. And when I went to the audition, it was it was pretty clear that I was one of the best dancers at the audition as well. So we go through the audition and I was actually asked to repeat my solo. Nobody else had to do their solo twice, but the auditioner requested to see me do my solo a second time. I believe that I was doing uh, a variation from Sleeping Beauty. And so I did it. I did it the first time, I did it the second time. And what I learned later was that the auditioner was trying to get me to feel and have more emotion in my performing. So I was still a teenager, I was good at dancing, but there's some sort of there's some sort of extra. There's that oomph. There's something more than just being technically good. And this is really what separates good artists from great artists, I believe. Like it is that extra passion, it's that thing. So here I am at this audition. And the other girl who was, you know, either right before or right after me, she went up to introduce herself and the piece that she would be dancing. And she told the auditioner that this this solo was full of feeling and emotion. And I remember judging her silently in my head (laughs) and saying, well, if you have to say that, you know, gosh, maybe it's not really there. But needless to say, we're waiting on the audition line, waiting for the auditioner, to announce who got the scholarship. And I will tell you, I was so sure that it was me, especially after she made me repeat my solo. I was so sure that it was me, that I believe when they called the other girl's name, I stumbled forward. (laughs) And who won the scholarship? It was the girl who got up there and said, this piece is full of feeling and emotion. I didn't get that from her, but the auditioner didn't get that from me. And that was a really pivotal moment in my dance career because it made me realize where I wasn't showing up. I was going through the motions, but I wasn't feeling it. And when I say that was a turning point in my journey, so I was still a teenager, as I mentioned. Every time I performed after that, I learned how to get into the feeling, like the the loss of that scholarship that I wanted so bad. It felt like the end of the world to me at that point in time. Of course, when we're younger, you know, it can be really hard to see the bigger picture because we don't have a ton of life experience. And I had no idea what I wanted my life to look like at that point. So it felt like the end of the world. But even that loss gave me enough of a feeling of desire and knowing what I wanted, because I wanted that scholarship. I wanted to dance. So it made me even more hungry, you know, losing that scholarship or not losing it, but not getting that scholarship made me even more dedicated and determined to really show up in everything that I did. So after that, everybody noticed. Everybody in my dance teachers, the performances that I did after that, everyone noticed how I danced. That it was with more feeling. It was with more passion. It was with more emotion than ever before. And I've carried that through into everything that I've done. And there's definitely a point, you know, everything is a journey. There's a point where we have to just be going through the motions until that becomes automatic. When we get good at what we do, then we get to have fun with it. So, but the idea of showing up, you know, the, the, what I want you to get from that story is that we have to really be the one to go first. We have to share that feeling, that passion, we have to know ultimately what it is that we want somebody who buys our art to feel. We have to be able to share that we really love what we do. I don't know if you've ever, you know, encountered somebody who just isn't very dynamic. And if, especially if they're trying to sell you something or, you know, Maybe you are listening to a podcast or an audio book, and the voice just isn't grabbing you. Or if you've ever been to a performance, there are some performers, you know, in professional shows, of course, everybody's going to be good. <laughs> but if you go to, say, a community theater production, there are very often people who just are not dynamic enough to grab your attention. And that's the little, that's the extra, that's the oomph. That's that thing that I would say you can't teach it, but I actually believe that you can. And maybe teach is the wrong word. I think that this needs to be inspired and it needs to be inspired by some sort of an experience, you know? Um, I don't think you can just tell people this, like that experience of losing that scholarship catapulted me into oh my gosh, I never want to feel this way. I understand now that the auditioner was trying to get me into that place. She saw that I had it, but nothing could pull it out. And she was like, nope, this girl is not ready. So she's not getting the scholarship. And what a gift, what a gift, because that was the thing for me that changed everything. So what if we were to show up for ourselves in that way on social media? It was another experience that I had that fits really well here. Is that a friend of mine who was um, a Broadway actress, and I've had her on the show, Anna Maria Kane, She watched a couple of my um, live selling events that I would do for my jewelry business, and she noticed that the customers, my, my people who are watching were most engaged while I was on live video. And she was like, that is your sweet spot. She's like, you need to get back on video and do this and that and the other thing. And just that validation from somebody who I trusted, somebody who knows me and somebody who knows a thing or two about showing up um, and being in front of people that really was like, okay, this is something that I need to do. So it was that little bit of validation that I needed. So what does showing up in your business look like? How can you actually... Take these ideas and make them something that works for you. It doesn't have to be on video. But we have to put ourselves out there. We have to be visible if we want to sell our work. As I mentioned, this is a huge gift that we have all of this technology to work with these days. And that can look like social media. That can look like websites where you can actually add video. So you can do vlogs, you can have, you know, video blogs, you can have video of your product on your website. There's so much that we can be doing. And I know I push video a lot. And that's, you know, partially because my recent experiences with uh, a viral strategy that I has um, grown my Instagram following significantly. Video is where social media is going. This is why TikTok is so popular because there's an interesting thing. And I think one of the reasons that TikTok is so popular um, is because we get to see, we are curious about other humans. So when we are watching videos and we are seeing people, we are curious about what they are doing. What is this person doing? And that is why, TikTok and Instagram Reels are so really so addicting. We want to see what is going on. So think about that from the other perspective. So I always I always think about a lot of things in creative business as either the creator mentality or the consumer mentality. So take your consumer mentality and flip it to your creator mentality. So what that means is if you're thinking about what the experience of scrolling through TikTok, you may know what I'm talking about, where you see something and you're like, oh, I want to watch this video because I'm really curious about it. I'm really curious about what this person is doing. I'm really curious about what's going on here. Now, How can you flip that around to the creator mentality and say, how do I give my audience that same experience? How do I make them really interested in what I have to say? How do I get them really into my process? So of course, I can speak to being a jewelry designer, and there's a ton of jewelry designers on TikTok and instagram reels who are sharing parts of their process now it takes a little while to get good at doing the filming but again there's lots of tools that can help you do this there's software there's apps and then there's different phone holders and that's really all that you need and i'll tell you i end up not using any of my fancy equipment when i do a lot of my video recording um I will use props on my jeweler's bench a lot to prop them up. But if you are a painter, you know, this is a great thing. We can do time lapses. Um, And the nice thing about time lapse videography is that it's very forgiving. So because it moves so fast and takes out a lot of the weird little things, it's a very, it's a really engaging type of video. So think about the things that might make people curious about what you have to offer. Maybe you wanna ask some of your friends who are not in the same type of industry as you and ask them what questions they might have about your process. So because showing up for your business, I love to talk about this because of my performing background. And as I mentioned, because video and showing up on social has been such a powerful tool in my business. I live in a seasonal economy. And I've been able to create income that is steady year-round because I show up on social media. So it's really, again, just the gift of the technology age that we are in. So just a couple things to think about and what it really means to show up for your business. Now, there is the more mindset piece of this. And I think this is so amazing and probably one of the reasons I love this so much is because for me, you may not believe this, but I am not a person who is naturally self-confident. As a child, I was extremely shy and I thought everything that I did was wrong. And I was a ballet dancer. I got pretty serious around age 11. So that is a really hard industry where people are telling you what you're doing wrong all the time. And I had a lot of that in my life as a child. So. I definitely did not come from this, you know, upbringing and and early years where I just had a ton of natural self-confidence. It was very much the opposite. And this is another reason why I'm really passionate about showing up for yourselves and your businesses, because what it's done for me is it's given me the self-confidence that I was lacking. And it didn't happen overnight. But again, it like I always like to talk about consistency, it happened when I showed up over and over again. And it allowed me to dig deep into the fears that I had. So the fear of showing up on social media, what is that fear actually rooted in? So even though I was really concerned about how to show up for my business, how to market my business, what I ended up doing was really walking through a period of personal inquiry and personal growth and personal introspection. And I'm all about self-work. So it was really a gift for me. And I think, I heard a wonderful quote once, and I'm not sure who to attribute it to, but business problems are just personal problems in disguise. And I really, really believe that. So showing up for ourselves, showing up for our business, it really has a lot to do with what's going on in our lives. The way we are about one thing is pretty much the way we are about everything. The energy that we show up to different parts of our life, it's all the same. It really is all the same. So if you're listening to this episode and you're a creative business owner or an entrepreneur or you're just starting out or whatever it is, this is really something to think about. Maybe you're nervous about just putting a post on social media. Maybe you're sh- nervous about sharing your art on social media because people are going to say mean things or whatever your fears are. You know, we can look at this as limiting beliefs. If you've done any amount of self-work, you've probably done a, a limiting belief exercise. Like what is the belief and what's the opposite of that? This was really a game changer for me. Really look at what the fears are that are holding you back from showing up for yourself and your business. Because when you can start to unpack that, it sort of starts to take the power away from it. And then you can move forward. And then the best thing, you know, really wonderful advice that I was given is that clarity comes from action. You have to just start sometimes. And that can be really scary. I've done this so many times. Even my Instagram series that uh, resulted in me quadrupling my Instagram following in two months that was something where I would judge the, the content that I was putting out. I would be like, oh my gosh, this is messy. This is imperfect. Who is going to like this? And then I'd make myself hit hit that button. I would make myself post. And guess what? Sometimes I got haters. <laughs> Sometimes I got troll comments. But more often than not, I got really good feedback And I had to remember that when I felt like, oh my gosh, I can't continue with this series. I'm getting, you know, people who are just saying that they don't like my face. (laughs) But for anyone who said they didn't like my face, there were like at least five other people who said, I'm really enjoying your videos. So that's, that's really what matters. That's what to focus on. So yes, your fears might be valid. Your fears of showing up, your fears of being criticized, that might be true. I'm using a lot of quotes in this episode, but let's go back to that Theodore Roosevelt quote that was popularized by Brene Brown. It's not the critic who counts. It's the man in the arena. And you are going to be the man in the arena. We all do. So I hope today's episode was helpful. I love to talk about performing, showing up, doing video on social media, because it's something that's been game-changing for my business and, and my personal life, as I mentioned, because... Keep that in mind. Business problems are just personal problems in disguise. How does that show up in your business and life? Takeaways from this episode. Social media is a tool and a resource. It is not good or bad. It is what you make of it. People who do things with passion, big energy, those dynamic ones, that's the stuff. That's what makes you and your work more interesting, inviting, and it makes people want to be around you and learn more about what you do. The creator versus consumer mentality. Be a creator. We are artists. We are creatives. That is why we are here. When you are on social media, think about creating rather than consuming. We can all get stuck in a scroll from time to time, but how can you be Using your scroll as market research, learning something new in what you're seeing, and how can you take some of those trends that you see in social media and apply them to your business? And lastly, what is holding you back? What are the limiting beliefs that are coming up for you around really showing up big on social media or in the world in general? Think about it. Thank you for listening to today's Creative Conversation. I am so thrilled you are on this journey with me. If you haven't already, please subscribe to or follow this podcast. That way you will never miss an episode. And I would also love it if you would give the show a five-star rating and leave a written review. This helps me out so much. And if you would like to connect with me, you can find me on Instagram at Nicole Garaby. Let's stay connected because this journey is so much better together.